don't know who created Pokemon Go. But I'm trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. So guys, it's me, Justin. We are back. It's a big week. We have an election that's here. Um, at the time of this recording, we are recording a day before election day. So everything that we expect to happen, we're going to be talking about on this episode. But I hope you guys have been doing well. We've been seeing all the signs everywhere. Vote, vote, vote. Hope you guys have voted. Hope you guys are staying safe and wearing your mask. Um, if you're new to the show, this show is all about bringing together different perspectives. And we definitely have that on this episode. Um, feel free to follow me on my social media. All of that is linked in the description. And if you truly love the show, feel free to rate the show feel free to subscribe and tell a friend about the show it's not enough to enjoy the show on your own share it with people who you think would enjoy it like i said it's a good week we are joined with my man dupree how are you i'm doing well hello polar opposite listeners thank you for requesting overwhelmingly to have me back at least that's what the people <laughs> on my end told me um so i'm happy to be back here and hope you're all doing well hope you all went out and voted Yes, last time we spoke, you said that you voted already, right? Enrique voted. I'm actually going in person tomorrow. Oh, wow. Does Joyzy have, like, early voting where you can... <laughs> <laughs> they sent me a mail-in ballot, you know, and um, our, our states actually, they actually handle elections good and don't try to suppress people's rights, like in Texas, where they tried to throw out 130,000 ballots. I know. They're but, purging ballots over here. But in Joyzy, a blue state, they mail everybody mail-in ballots. That would never happen in Texas. All my Texas listeners know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. No, they they don't want y'all to vote because they know what would happen if y'all voted. <laughs> well, you know, they're saying that we might turn blue this year. I don't think it'll turn blue this year, but in 2024, that might be the case. Texas turning blue is like California turning red. It's just not going to happen. I think there's a I think there's a good chance though. I really do. We can hope. We can hope though. But to be honest, you would know better than me because you're out there, you're on the ground. From the data that I've seen, I think there's a I think there's a decent chance. Projection now for Donald Trump it is the state of Texas turning to be more of a battleground than people expected this year, but Donald Trump will win again. 38 electoral votes in the state of Texas. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We can cross our fingers and hope. But you guys, did you hear that? This man, he's going out in public. He's going to vote. That's, that's, that's scary. Some of these people are scared to go out there and, you know, get infected possibly. So for me, it's not about... Inf- Listen, there, it's multi-layered, the reason I'm going in person. There's three reasons. One, I want to make sure that even though I know my state's really good at this and we have a Democratic governor and Democratic legislation, legislator, I want to make sure that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my vote is counted. Number two is I haven't been perfect during this quarantine. I've gone to the beach and does stuff like that. And if I can go out and do that, I damn sure can go out and vote because people like John Lewis got their fucking skulls crushed in for me to have this right. My grandmother protested and got arrested for me to have this right. So it would not sit right with my soul, especially after all the hot fire and shit I'd be talking on your podcast about rights and voting. I need to go out there and vote. So I'm okay with taking that risk. And if I see any of these air quote poll watchers, I'm going to have some words for you. (laughs) I'm going out looking for a problem. 
I'm telling y'all, Dupree is not the guy to mess with. If you bump shoulders with him, if you're in his way, those, <laughs> those, those baby dump trucks, they don't play. Listen, once these baby dump trucks get started, they do not stop. They don't stop, okay? You heard it from me. And I've been stocking up on gas for four years. Four years. Y'all hear that? Four years of him holding it in. So all it takes is one. All it takes is one. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Because so many people fought for our right to vote, it'd be a slap in the face for me to not, you know, use my right to vote. If voting didn't matter, why are people suppressing the vote? Why are people trying to throw your ballot away and find different ways to make sure that you don't vote? It's because it's powerful and you have to show these people how powerful your vote is by using it. So that's what I did a couple weeks ago when I voted and that's what I hope you guys are doing or I hope you have done by the time you hear this episode. But it is a huge week. And also, I don't want to be, you know, feeling guilt. Imagine if like Trump wins again. I know we'll talk about this later. I'm not even going to say those words, but imagine the guilt you would feel if you had the opportunity to vote. And because you didn't vote, you know, the result that you wanted did not happen. I would feel terrible. So I know this episode is going to come out when people have already voted, most likely. But just in case that this episode comes out before or the day of the election and you still have time to vote wherever you're at. Um, I don't speak for Justin on this podcast. I never would. But let me tell you, if you're wondering who to vote for and your particular races, if you're in Georgia, vote for John Ossoff for Senate. And in the other Senate election in Georgia, vote for Raphael Warnock. Mm. If you are in Maine, vote for Sarah Gideon because Susan Collins is a <laughs> If you're in South Carolina, you vote for Jamie Harrison because Lindsey Graham is a despicable, evil man. Since we're already ranting, why don't we get into Off My Chest? Justin's got a gift. You know he's got a gift. Justin's got to get some fucking shit off his chest. Um, I like what you wrote down for your Off Your Chest. I'm going to let you go first this week. Oh, man, you're, you're blessing me with uh, some off, <laughs> off My Chest. All right. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I always got some shit to get off my chest, <laughs> but um, one thing I want to talk about is I don't like when people volunteer my time without my consent. Um, and if you don't know what that means, right, I like to speak in examples so people can understand and can resonate, it can resonate with you. So let's say that there's a group of friends, right? There's three of us mm-hmm. and it, okay, it's me, you and Enrique, right? Right. Enrique's moving next week and you say to him, oh, well, you know, uh. Dante has a truck. Dante can oh. help you move. And ain't nobody talked to me about it. Do not <laughs> volunteer my time without my consent. That really pisses me off because I was raised in knowing that my free time is worth three times as much as what they pay me at my job. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm doing pretty well in life right now. So if, if you want to get me for some shit that I'm not doing out the kindness of my heart, but it's, you're trying to make it a transaction, I will give you my rate. You might not like it, but I will give you my rate. Um, so that's what I want to get off my chest. <laughs> it's kind of like they take your time for granted, right? And it kind of puts you in an awkward position too, because what if you had plans to do something else, but now you're tied down because somebody promised that they would use your truck, for example, to move them out of their house or whatever. It's kind of unfair to you. And I, I definitely have been in positions like that and I can feel, I can feel the frustration. Yeah. Just because I'm in air quotes free does not mean that I'm free. Um, mm-hmm. One of the, and this kind of ties into off my chest, right? So there's a lot of times where 
and I'm sure everybody that's listening to this has done it before, where some you'll be talking about something, you'll be like, well, you know, I don't got time for that. That just means you don't give a fuck. So mm. it's it's going to be a conscious effort, effort of mine to say, you know, like me and Enrique were talking. He said something. He's like, oh, so like, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, I really don't got the time to even worry about it. I have time for the th- You make time for things you want to make time for. Yeah. And I said I stopped in the middle of that and I said, thank you for this conversation, because now I need to let you know that I don't give a fuck. That's the easiest. Mm. That's the better thing to say. Not that right. I don't have time. Like, yeah, cool. I can dedicate my time somewhere else and do other things. But like, whatever you're talking about, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I was like, but whatever you're ta- whatever we were talking about, hey, I don't, I don't give thought to it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and it's okay to not care. Time is precious, and you know, as we're getting older, time seems to be flying so much quicker. So time is important, and you shouldn't be wasting your time on things that you don't care about or things that don't add value to your life. Right? Listen, if it does not serve me physically emotionally spiritually mentally or help me give back to somebody else in some other way it is not meant for me and i live by that this man is preaching i think that for this episode we need to get out our prayer cloths let me let me dig through and get out my prayer cloth (laughs) 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 today is prayer cloth day tomorrow is election day so we need to bust out the prayer cloths for this episode this week what i need to get off my chest is ah This urgency, the amount of urgency that I'm seeing when it comes to people voting, whether that's the energy people put into getting people registered, whether that's the energy that people put into making sure their friends are voting and registered. It's like, where is this energy for every single election? To me, I remember four years ago, the energy wasn't like this. I feel like now that Trump is in office, now that Trump has had four years under his belt, people see how dire it is. And because of that, they're like, oh, we need to vote. This is the most consequential election. In reality, every single election is consequential. And I hate that it seems like more people are voting to remove Trump than they are about the actual policies that they care about. Because, you know, Joe Biden isn't everybody's favorite candidate. And I'm noticing that most people are voting against Trump than they are for Biden. And my issue is that we should have this energy, you know, with every election. I don't know if you notice with Instagram and Facebook, they have this election center where you're able to click through and see if you're registered and see what the nearest polling place is. And I'm like, this is great. It would be nice if we had this stuff, you know, maybe four years ago. Maybe a lot of what we're going through right now wouldn't even be happening if we took it serious every single time. Hey, man, you're preaching right now. You need the prayer cloth. Somebody need to fan you off. You want your James Brown. Um, Am I speaking truth or am I exaggerating? No, no, no. You're speaking truth. Like, there's no doubt about that. Listen, urgency is the word of the day. You know, like, you know, some people sat it out last time because you were probably led to believe that there's no way this man could be president. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you something. He is the president right now. As much as we hate it every single fucking day the past three and a half years he is the president right now and we have as a country a decision to make what kind of country do we want to be you know do we Mm -hmm. want i'm a student of history i love history i'm a history nerd same the shit we're going through right now this is very similar to nazi germany i'm not sounding like an alarmist or extreme left the people in texas that were trying to run that biden bus off the road Mm -hmm. these people are acting like the brown shirts hitler's followers who committed crimes on hitler's behalf the shit we're seeing right now is scary 
he's encouraging it too. Today at his rally, he was like, did you see that convoy? Man, these guys were giving them an escort. That's what you call an escort. They were trying to run that bus off the road and get some people killed. These people are crazy. Like last week, we talked about radical left. We need to talk about this radical right that has emerged from this presidency. And honestly, this is a perfect lead in. That's why I wanted to go second for off my chest. We might as well get into what we're talking about for this episode anyway. You know, Dupree and I, we wanted to come together and do this episode because it's been four years of hell, at least for me. Um, this oh. <laughs> whole, <laughs> this entire four years has been worse than I imagined. You know what? What's what's first on the agenda this week? What a friend telling you that they voted for Trump um, and the friendship for you. Um, it ended one for me. Do explain. Okay, so when I was in college, I was talking to this guy, and I don't know. I feel like post twenty sixteen. Somewhere along the line, whenever you're like getting to know somebody, the topic of who you voted for in the 2016 election always comes up. So I remember it was like a group of four of us. We were all talking about the election and how crazy it was. And then he like asked me who I voted for. And then I asked him who he voted for. And he told me Hillary Clinton. And I was like, cool, I don't care. Um, But the thing is, when we got to be better friends, he felt comfortable enough to let me know like weeks weeks later that he actually this wasn't weeks it was like months later he let me know months later that he actually voted for trump it's like a betrayal almost because you're lying to me in order to gain my friendship and then once you have my friendship you're trying to tell me who you really are and i feel like that was something that i couldn't really forgive because i feel like a friend no matter how bad the thing is that you did, you should be able to, you know, let your friend know the truth if y'all are truly friends. And for me, that's something that I couldn't really forgive because it's, uh, like I said before, it's lying. You're lying so I can think that you're one way and then you gain my friendship and then you tell me the truth in order to, I don't know, do you see that as betrayal? Like, what would you have done if you were in that situation? That is betrayal. Um, Live your truth, right? Like, you can say that you voted for him in 16, but like, hey, I see the way he's performed the job now, and I that was a mistake, and I never make it again, if that's how you feel. Or if you're a maggot, live in your truth and say, hey, I'm a maggot, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, I would respect but, him way more if he had just told me from the jump, hey, I voted for Trump. It's cool that you did not, but like, that's who I voted for. Like, I would have a higher level of respect for him. But the fact that you lied and then you led me along for months thinking that, you know, this is how you are, are aligned politically. And then when you feel comfortable telling me the truth, now you tell me the truth. That's not okay with me. Listen, I, I agree with everything you just said. And that's why, you know, the times I've been on this podcast, I, I say it every time, like, be okay with who you are and living your truth, right? Like, and I don't say this to sound cool or, you know, like, hey, I'm so detached and so cold or no, but like, truthfully, 98% of the people I know or interact with or whatever, I truly don't give a fuck what they think about me because I know mm-hmm. who I am and I know what I stand for. And I know that I give a great portion of my life to making this world a better, a better place and helping other people. So mm-hmm. I'm very secure in who I am. Like there's probably four people in this world right now who I, I truly, truly care what they think about me, where if they said something about me where I'd have to stand back and be like, wow, that hurt me. And I need to figure out why you feel this way. And right. one of them people dead, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like one of them are, right. is not here anymore. So like, right. I know who I am and you should be able to be secure in who you are. You know, there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing. So that man obviously felt ashamed for 
the way he voted and didn't want to express it and open up to you. And also, what does it say about the candidate that you support? If you're so unwilling to vocalize who you voted for, shouldn't that ring a bell and you start thinking to yourself, man, maybe I should reflect on who this guy is and why people feel so uncomfortable with the fact that I voted for this person. Why do I feel ashamed of who I support? And what does that say about me? I think a lot of people need to do that. Why is it that you're afraid to wear your Make America Great Again hat in public? Why <laughs> Why are you afraid to tell people who you voted voted for if there's nothing wrong with who you voted for answer that question i think it's like when people are in a bad relationship where they like people be like oh are you still with so so like yeah well you you know like after they know this person that <laughs> dogs you out and everything and like it's public knowledge like that's what it's kind of like like you are not you don't take pride in who you voted for or who you're with in that example you know like live in it you have to live with the decisions that you made and mm-hmm. it's okay we all make mistakes in every aspect of life and if you feel like you voting for Trump was a mistake, then you should own that up. But if you're going to sit there and hide that information, then and go do it again or because you secretly support him. But you fuck with, you know, Justin as a friend. That's bitch me. I don't respect that. Yeah. And that's why, like, I couldn't be friends anymore. And I just would always keep that person at, at a distance. And I think that's okay for people to do. Like, at some point when something happens in a friendship or a relationship, you can distance yourself from those people because I don't want that energy around me. It just makes me, like, look at them weird from that point forward. The friendship was never the same after that. Man, listen, if the people that you surround yourself with are not bigging you up and trying to help you be better, whether that's through encouragement or constructive criticism get them the fuck out your life they're they're anchors they're weights they're holding you down holding you back i don't believe in that hey man you don't got to feel bad about you know that person or like hey you're lost man hopefully one day you can look with inside yourself and realize who you are and maybe stand in your truth you know exactly outside of that ain't nothing else to say to that person exactly because i'm team justin yes team (laughs) it's a good team get on the winning team dupree (laughs) (laughs) get on the winning team but i do have questions for you since tomorrow is election day i thought of some questions to ask you because i was actually genuinely curious to ask you these questions um like we always talk about everybody has a visceral reaction to the 2016 election everybody remembers whether they voted or did not vote everybody remembers where they were and everybody remembers most importantly what their feelings were when they saw the results either that night or when they woke up that morning. So Dupree, my question to you is, where were you and what were your thoughts going into Election Day 2016? Give us the picture. <laughs> going into Election Day, um, you know, I thought that Hillary is going to win and it wouldn't be close. I worked at the job I was at at the time, which is, you know, the job that set me up to to be where I am today and be successful. So not, don't have anything bad to say about it. But some of the people there were maggots and were doing that MAGA shit early on. And they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, we know he's going to lose, but like, it's just, it's just nice. It's cool. I'm like, sure, whatever fuck you say. So that night, me and my girlfriend, you know, we're watching it and everything. And we're like, yo, um, Hillary should have won that state. <laughs> like, what's up? Mm-hmm. She ain't win Arizona. Like, what's going on here? And it's mm-hmm. like, yo, she just lost Michigan. Um, All right, Florida and PA, we need you to step up. And like, I go to sleep that night. I go to sleep and they're like, the new all the news outlets are like hey man this thing's too close to call like it's pretty tough for hillary right now i wake up in the morning and the first thing i see is donald trump has been elected the 45th president of the united states and i just Mm -hmm. like felt like i felt like somebody died that i was close Mm -hmm. to 
because like I knew it would be bad. I knew the guy's a fucking idiot. But we did, we could never have known it would be this fucking bad. We haven't talked about race. This was a white lash. This was a white lash against a changing country. It was a white lash against a black president in part. And that's the part where the pain comes. And Donald Trump has a responsibility tonight to come out and reassure people that he is going to be the president of all the people who he insulted and offended and, and, and brushed aside. Yeah, when you say you, know, you want to take your country back, you got a lot of people who feel that we're not represented well either. But we don't want to feel that someone has been elected by throwing away some of us to appeal more deeply to others. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I was still in college at the time. And I remember our campus had a like election watch party. So the expectation was that Hillary Clinton was going to win. So there was all this food. Everybody had their like American flag hats. Everybody was ready to have a good time and celebrate as we saw the results rolling in. So all of the early results came in and Trump was leading in every single state that they were showing us the results in. And I was like, hmm, this is not looking so good because I'm the type of person I'm not. I'm not a pessimist, but I'm realistic. A lot of people were saying, oh, Justin, calm down. It's early. It's early. It's only 5%. It's only 5%. Calm down. And I was like, I don't know. Like, if this guy was truly a joke, Hillary should be blowing him out of the water. Then the results were showing 25%, and Trump was still leading. And then at this point, I think we were getting early results for Florida, because that was one of the first states, I think, that... Um, they were showing the results in and it was saying that Trump was on pace to win Florida. I was like, this is not looking good. And I was getting nervous. I know I, I thought that Hillary had a good chance of winning, but something about how Trump was able to get the nomination on the Republican side just made me so nervous because it's like we should not even be at this point where this guy is a major party nominee. So that was the first immediate red flag and how he blazed through the primaries. Um, all those early results came in and then, you know, I decided to go home because I I was like, you know what? I don't think these results are going to get any better. And they didn't. Throughout the, <laughs> night, they were, <laughs> throughout the night, they were showing results. And then Trump was winning states that they said Hillary was going to win. And then at the point where they said um, Hillary basically has to run the table in order to win, I was like, I think this is over. I went to bed. And then the next morning when I woke up, it was like somebody died. I came to class the next day. Nobody was talking. Nobody was talking. There was little whispers. <laughs> But other than that, like, nobody was talking. I was like, what happened? I could not believe what happened. Everybody was shocked. And I'm sure you might have felt the same way. Oh, having to go to work the next day? Like, I was, like, just sitting there so detached from everything. Like, that really happened. And it made me do some self-reflection. Like, I must have a lot. There's a lot that I don't have in common with my fellow Americans. But as we know... He lost by two and he lost a popular vote by two and a half million votes at mm -hmm. least. So that's why, <clears throat> and I don't want to go on a long tangent here, but I think it's in favor of everybody, not just people that live in rural areas, to uh, to abolish the electoral college. Like, yeah, Republicans might never win another election again, sure, but take your chances. If you think you speak for the majority of people in this country, let's do it because. There's a ton of people that vote Republican in, in California, but that state's always going to be fucking blue. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of people that vote Democratic in Texas, but that state's been red since since after LBJ. Mm -hmm. um, 
leave it up to the will of the people. But the thing is, in this country, they do not want you to vote. The power structure does not want you to vote because they like the power the way it is. And that's why I think these Trump supporters, these dullards, these maggots go so hard because they don't want it to be an equal playing field. They don't want people to have the same rights as they have because they need to feel like they're better. Well, I have a question for you. I've been talking to people, especially now that this Amy Comey Barrett situation happened. So a lot of people have been bringing up this idea of the Electoral College versus the popular vote. Do we need to abolish the Electoral College? I feel like a lot of people are saying abolish the Electoral College because it's not working in our favor. The Electoral College favors Republicans versus Democrats. And I think because of that, a lot of people are saying abolish it because I truly do feel that if Democrats were benefiting from the Electoral College, there would be no calls to abolish it. If it's broke, don't fix it. I just think in the interest of fairness and having everybody's voice heard that you should, right? Like there's no, like I said, those there's 3 million people in California that vote Republican steadily. Your voice should be counted. It's never counted in the presidential election because you get drowned out by all those other Democratic California votes. Their voice should be heard. This isn't just a thing about, you know, me speaking on behalf of Democrats. Like, you know, you live in a red state, but you voted blue. Your voice matters. Your vote matters. You should be heard. Right. I mean, my voice is heard. It's just there's not enough of me for it to reflect in the Electoral College. And then we're trusting some strangers to vote the will of the people in these states. That's why the Electoral College is so fucked up. Let's say Biden blows Trump out in Pennsylvania, but they have a Republican uh, legislator there and they have somebody who's supposed to be the delegate that gives those uh, votes to Biden. But they're like, I'm a Trump supporter. We're pledging these votes to Trump. That can happen. They call it a faithless elector where somebody does not vote the party that won the majority in their state. That does happen. But for the most part, um, I think they can get in trouble for that. But that is a possibility where people don't vote for the people that they're supposed to vote for. But I do think that if we did make the change to popular vote, a lot of people would think that their vote matters because it's easy for somebody like let's say Texas, for example, it's easy for somebody in Texas to say, you know, I live in a red state, me voting blue doesn't matter because at the end of the day, Texas is always going to be red. So my vote doesn't matter. And to some degree, yes, their vote matters. But I mean, they're kind of right. They're kind of half right because their vote won't be reflected in the Electoral College. So a lot of people just feel like their vote doesn't matter. But imagine if it was one person, one vote, and your vote is reflected overall by the popular vote and whoever has the most votes, that's who's declared the president. We are the only country in the world that does an electoral college. And if you really do a deep dive into, I know this isn't a history podcast, but if you really do a deep dive into why the electoral college exists, it's so um, states with you know smaller populations can have a bigger say. There's a lot of things in this country. If we keep talking, we can just go on rants about everything that needs to be fixed because you mentioned how, you know, Montana has two senators, but their population is nowhere close to California or Colorado. Make it make sense. I just, yeah, I just looked at a graphic not too long ago where the two senators in California represent more people than the senators from North, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, Indiana put together. Make that make sense for me. It's like we're giving too much representation to the minority. It's like there's a loud minority, but a dominant majority that should have an equal say. Um, but I don't want to like I can I can go into this forever. Have the Trump years been better or worse than what you expected? Is that a real question? <laughs> I know my answer. 
I mean, it's it's fucking horrible. It's fucking horrible. I mean, everything the guy says is a fucking lie. The reason why I say it's not hyperbole, because I know I joke that Dupree is on the radical left. He is. Um, but <laughs> but um, it's not hyperbole what he's saying. If you guys like look up videos about how fascism begins, like we are in the early stages of that. And that's why I always tell people to wake up and wake up and listen. Be active in the way that you're paying attention to things. Because, you know, when you give somebody an inch, they take a mile. And what starts as one thing can easily morph into something else. What I'm seeing with a lot of Trump supporters is cult-like behavior. Like the way they adore this person, it's kind of scary. Whatever he says, they go out and do. Um, The question was, have the Trump years been better or worse than what you expected? My answer is that it's been worse. I knew that it would be bad, but I did not think that it would be this bad. And the reason being, Trump made a lot of promises during his campaign. I was like, there's no way that he can live up to all of these promises. One of his bigger promises was the wall. But the second that made me realize that this guy is serious is when, I think, wasn't it the first week of him in office, he enacted the Muslim ban. I was like, this is crazy. Like, he just said, we are enacting a total ban of Muslims coming into the United States. I was like, wow, this is this is insane. Another moment that made me realize that this is crazy and this is just sad that this is a part of our American history now is the Charlottesville situation in 2017. I was so surprised to see so many racist people showing their face with tiki torches marching down the street saying Jews will not replace us. I was like, this is this is a dream. This cannot be real. And then he doubled down and said there were fine people on both sides. I was like, this is insane. If we had a true president in office right now, guess what? People, your kids would be in school. You wouldn't have lost your fucking job. You wouldn't have to wear a mask everywhere. You know, if anything should tell these people, if you're on the fence and you're a white person, a white moderate, right? Which Dr. King said is the most dangerous thing to the black man is a white moderate, the person who sits on the fence. But if you're one of those people, let me tell you something. You know how real this virus is? That they're letting black men walk around with masks on their fucking face. That would never happen in any other time in the history of this country. So this shit's real. This is very real. And I think that also, I think that, I know it sounds bad to say, but I also think that Trump could have been the wake-up call that America truly needed. So many people were so gung-ho and were so sure that Hillary was going to win. Some people were so sure of this that they didn't even go out there and vote. They're like, oh, Hillary's got it. It's kind of like during the primaries... Everybody treated Hillary like she was the foregone president. Like, it was a foregone conclusion that she's going to be elected. Like, they tried to bury Bernie. They tried to sabotage him. There's examples of that. If you go look at what happened with the DNC, they did him dirty. But I do think that Trump was the wake-up call that we needed because a lot of people realized that, wow, I voted for Trump, but I was only joking. I wrote in a bottle of Hennessy and Harambe and voted Trump for president, but I didn't think that it would actually happen. Yes, your vote does matter, and election has consequences and i think that a lot of people now are waking up and i know that it sucks that it took all of this bloodshed it took all of these terrible things happening for us to wake up and realize that hey if we don't vote like this can get worse it really can like i i don't think people actually you know i'm not gonna say that i think people really understand now that hey if you give this guy another four years if you let him steal this election who knows where the fuck we'll end up at i don't want to think about either i don't even want to talk about it or or let that thought broach my mind We all just need to get out and do our part. And I'm only speaking positivity into the universe. 
My prediction is Biden with 333 electoral votes, Trump with 205. Oh, he went into the numbers. He he, he gave us a, a breakdown. But that number I just gave you, that's me still giving Trump Ohio and Texas. I got Biden taking Florida and, and giving Trump Georgia, too. I just got Biden crushing them everywhere, man. I gave Trump Texas and Ohio and Georgia, and I still got Biden beating them 333 to 205. Because Biden is going to win Wisconsin, Michigan, PA, and Florida. Let's hope. Because I think that also when we're like reflecting back on 2016, we have to be honest. There was a lot of hubris on the part of Hillary Clinton, not even visiting. Was it Wisconsin? Like, how like overconfident can you be to not even visit states? And all those Rust Belt states were complaining about how they have no jobs. And Hillary said that she's going to make sure that, you know, coal is no longer a thing anymore. If you're working in the coal industry and the presidential candidate that you are planning on voting for is saying that your way of living will not even exist anymore i would not be voting for that person and those people did not vote for her and she should have known that and i think it's just sad because this is a wake-up call you need to listen to these people stop taking people's votes for granted visit states every single state matters stop taking the black community for granted because you know i always roast hillary clinton doing the dougie and doing the nay nay talking about hot sauce in her bag (laughs) and you know Then she got a shock on election night when she did not win. It's not enough to do all these fake promises. These these politicians need to deliver. Joe Biden, he's going to be under immense pressure to deliver on everything that he's promised. All these student loans, all these stuff that he said he's going to forgive. You better do it because if you don't, we're going (laughs) to vote you right out. Yeah, depending on who the Republicans run in 2024, because it ain't looking too good for you guys right now. You know, I, I wouldn't go vote for Marco Rubio. He's a bitch. Ted Cruz, he he almost lost Texas. I'm not, so, but we'll see. Um, but I, I agree with everything you're saying. Pence is going to be the nominee on the Republican side. No, no. I'm telling you right now, if if Trump, I mean, Trump loses this, right? And if it's a bad loss, like like how I predicted the 333 to 205, Pence could not run for anything else again in life. He just needs to work for Fox News because as soon as he gets on that primary stage, he'll be like, you were the vice president and one of the worst presidents ever. How come you didn't speak up and check him on blah, 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 blah. They will eviscerate that man. They will turn their backs on him so fast. That's what you think. But we also have to like open our eyes and not be too overconfident about certain things because we could get the shocker that we weren't even expecting if we're not vigilant enough. We did learn a big lesson. And I think that from now on, a lot of people will... You know, give people a chance. Don't try and sabotage people just because you want a certain candidate to win. Don't just vote for somebody because they're a woman. Because a lot of people were doing that. Vote for the right woman. And I don't think that it was Hillary's time. And maybe she's not the one to be the first, you know, female president. And that's okay. I know it's hard for her. Because I'm sure that, you know, out of everybody that was feeling bad during 2016, Hillary Clinton was probably feeling the worst. That's why she couldn't even come out and give a speech. Because she was probably distraught. I would love to be a fly on the wall in that room to see how hysterical she must have been, you know, to see that the results were not going in her favor. She probably could not believe that she she lost him. I want to know what Obama was thinking when he saw this come in and like, wow. He's embarrassed. Wow. It's embarrassing. You put all your weight behind Hillary, somebody with all of this experience, and she loses like that. I would be mad as well. He's probably has a lot of things going through his head. He's probably saying, man, I should have really pushed Joe Biden to run because early on there was thoughts that maybe Joe Biden would run, but he had just lost his son at the time. Um, I'm sure a lot of things were going through Obama's head because people don't realize it. 
Trump and Obama will always be tied together in history forever. You don't have one without the other. There's no Trump without Obama. And now when people talk about Obama, you also have to talk about what came after his legacy, and that is Trump. What, you know, what was America going through and what environment did Obama help create to foster the movement to allow Trump to be the next president? We have to talk about all of that because y'all know me. You know, I appreciate everything, you know, Barack Obama did, but I'm not somebody to shy away from being critical of the people that are beloved by society. Uh, I know Dupree has a special something with Obama and he's afraid to say certain <laughs> things about him, but I'm not, not me. Y'all won't catch me mincing words about Obama. Hold on. Hold on. That's not true. I mean, the guy was president for eight years and he only had Congress behind him for two of those eight. So there's a lot of stuff that was left on the table that he couldn't do for sure. But the That's progress we true. made under that man. That's not true. He lost the standard in 2014. He lost the standard in 2012. No, they still had the majority in the Senate. They might have lost the House in 2012. So they lost they the House in 2012 for sure. They lost like 50 seats in the House. So, okay, so let's just go on your – on your. I'm going to concede and say that you're right. Okay, he lost the, the Senate in 2014. Mm-hmm. If there's no Democratic bills getting passed in the House, what can he do? Especially if – especially this is the whole Tea Party movement, all those fucking whack jobs and how Ted Cruz got in the goddamn Senate. Right. Um, but, you know, hey, listen – you're supposed to be able to work within the means that you have. So I'm not going to sit here and apologize for, for Barry, but he's the best president of my lifetime. It's not even close. <laughs> this is the silence. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about Obama. I just think that there's hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's so easy to be the judge of the past, you know, from the future or from the present. I do think that he made the mistake of trying to trying to play nice with people that will never ever work with him. And I think that had he known that, he probably would have passed as many bills as possible during that two year span when they had the supermajority in the Senate. But obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that then. But I do think that that's a big mistake. Trying to work with these Republicans that do not like you because you are black, um, disrespects you during the State of the Union by calling you a liar, something that has never happened to any sitting president ever. It's just so many things to name. Like, he's also one of the most disrespected presidents as well. Big facts. And I mean, a lot of his opposition was strictly just because he was black and there's no, I don't care. Like, uh, there's no saving white people's feelings on this. That's just the fact of what it is. It's a lot of the opposition that he faces simply because he's a black man. He's president. And, um, (laughs) sad. That's really the only word for it. Right. It is. But Hey, we, we are in in a new era. We have hopefully a new president by the time this comes out. We might not even know for sure, but I think early results will kind of show who's leading in certain States. I honestly think we're going to know by, I think we're going to know by Wednesday. I really do. You think so? I hope so. I I think it'll be so decisive that we'll know. And then, Hey, maybe a week from then we'll get PAs stuff, but by then it wouldn't make a difference. So, right. I don't know. I I know that Trump has some tricks up up his sleeve. I'm just worried with what's going to be happening. I'm hoping there's not going to be any like violence or anything in the streets because his supporters are so crazy. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I I want everybody to stay safe out there. Yes, everybody stay safe. Stay inside. Don't be don't be going out to these outdoor, you know, public viewing parties. None of that. None of that. Fuck that. So hopefully 
the things that everybody has said about this country for the, you know the duration of it are true right maybe lincoln was right about the uh nature of our better angels hopefully those lincoln angels are fucking here and we'll elect joe biden the next president of the united states mm-hmm. and begin the healing process he's walking like i said he's walking into one of the top three toughest jobs presidential jobs of all time like lincoln had lincoln had the south succeeding once he got elected that's mm-hmm. tough and then you had to fight a war immediately after that uh-huh fdr had the great depression walking into that biden's going to be dealing with a fucking virus and a and a recession mm-hmm. and all the racial stuff going on like he's going to have a tough road ahead and he has to undo all the things that Trump enacted. A lot of policies he has to undo. Um, he needs to do some stuff with the federal courts. I think they need to add seats to the federal courts as well. Because we talk about court packing, but basically, essentially what the Republicans did on the federal and district courts, that's essentially court packing. So they need to add yeah. seats to that to, you know, even everything out. And then I don't know about the adding, you know, justices to the Supreme Court. I feel like that should be like the very last thing that they do. But I think that that'll face a lot of opposition from people within uh, the Democratic Party. I don't think so. I think they'll all get behind it. I think I I just can't wait to watch Mitch McConnell lose this majority and be a little bitch and complain and whine about everything. Um, (laughs) He's he's evil, man. He's evil. He is. He is. And the thing is, they should mute him. Not Don't even listen to him, because this is the same guy that was saying all this nonsense when they had the majority. So now when Democrats have the majority, ignore him. He has no power. Why listen to him? Like, yeah, if he brings a bill to the floor, ignore it. Don't, e- don't even acknowledge him like he did you, Chuck Schumer. See, Chuck Schumer can't be the, the leader of the Senate if Democrats get control again. We got to find somebody that's tougher and stronger than that. And we same really with, do. what's her name? What's her name? The leader Now, nah, Pelosi's the... pretty tough, man. I kind of fuck with Pelosi. She's tough. No, we need to get rid of all these corporate Democrats, all of them. Because you sometimes, I never said this, but you sometimes have neoliberal ideologies to you. I'm, I'm slowly finding out. <laughs> That's all I'll be thinking about for the next few hours before Tuesday gets here. Because I'm sure everybody else is like on pins and needles, too, because... You know, as much confidence as we have in what's going to happen, at the end of the day, we truly don't know. They say that big turnout <laughs> equals a good thing for Democrats, but who knows how many Trump supporters are feeling just as electrified and are part of the early numbers with everybody that's been voting early so far. And we're in a pandemic, so, you know, everything is unprecedented right now. We got to have faith in, in democracy and, and just plain old human fucking decency, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Did you did you have anything you wanted to add? Nah, I can save it for next week. Okay, sounds good. We talked about it all. We have a, a big a big day ahead of us on Tuesday. Hopefully um, the results end up in our favor for the sake of democracy, not for the sake of me or Dupree, for the sake of our country, honestly. <laughs> um, it is what it is. You know, I've done my part and now I just watch. It's kind of like after you take a test, you study for it, you took the exam and now what's done is done. If you if you did your part, hopefully the results you know show up in your favor. But um, that's it's a out great of our analogy. Control. It is right. See on the spot too. Hey, <laughs> on the that's spot too. That's a great too. analogy. So now we just wait for the test results to come in, and hopefully you know the TA is graded easy, and we we get the grade <laughs> that we deserve. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's just me and Dupree just ranting about the state of our country like we do on every episode but um (laughs) hopefully next week 
it could be a very a, light, a more lighthearted episode. Yes, hopefully. Yes, it will be fucking depressing. It'll sound like a funeral if things don't go the way we want them to go. The people need an update. It's too long to wait a whole week to find out what our response is to everything that's <laughs> happening in the country. So y'all stay tuned for that. Yeah. But um. Until then, if you haven't voted, well, it's too late by the time this episode comes out, but hopefully you did. <laughs> hopefully you did, and if you didn't, hopefully, I don't know what to say to you, actually. I was going to say something else, but let me keep it nice um, for the sake of this episode. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. It means a lot that y'all enjoyed the show. Um, be sure to follow us. That'll be linked in the description. Feel free to leave a rating, leave a review. And yeah, we're in the midst of history right now. So if you want to see the change, you have to be the change. And I hope that you guys did your part to make sure that you're a part of history. Dupree, always a good time with you on the show. Hey, I really appreciate it. Polar Opposites, thank you guys for, you know, rocking with the episodes that I'm on and welcoming me into your community and you know, the feedback that I've gotten from the people that listen to my old podcast, you know, about what we're doing on here now has been Good. has been so positive and and great. So just thank you guys for, you know, having me back. Really appreciate it. Hope I can see you guys some more. Yeah, you know, Dupree would never come back if the response wasn't good. If people say he's trash, why do you bring him on? Then, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> then I would never bring him on. But that that hasn't been the case, so that's a good thing. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. I will enjoy watching these results, hopefully. And with that, we will catch you guys on the next one.